I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is Psych Hacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is the truth about romance, unobtainability. So this is the first in a series of episodes in which I hope to expose some of the lesser known and darker aspects of romantic love. In a previous episode, I discussed the origin of romantic love. It was the secularization of the dogma of a persecuted pagan sect known as the Cathars, who existed in the Provence region of France in the 11th and 12th centuries AD. Now, one of the main reasons romantic love took off was that many members of the powerful aristocracy that existed in that time and place, like the Knights of the Chivalric Order, were also secretly members of the Cathar cult. And these nobles did much to preserve the principles of romantic love and to promote its practice across Europe. So we actually talk about chivalry and romance in the same breath for good reason. Some of the first practitioners of romantic love were the chivalric knights. Now, it's important to understand how romantic love existed within the chivalric code, as many of these principles continue to exert an invisible influence on romantic relationships today. Back in the day, every chivalric knight chose one woman to be the object of his devotion. So, in traditional romantic love, the man is always in the position of the adorer, and the woman is always in the position of the adored. It's never the other way around. If you need a refresher on these terms, check out my episode on the balance of attraction. The chivalric code demanded that the male knight voluntarily place himself in a position of adoration relative to a specific woman who is generally a noble occupying a higher position in the social hierarchy. The knight placed this woman on an emotional pedestal, saying of her often exaggerated virtues, and dedicated to her the fruits of his labor. Sound familiar? But here's the catch, and the part that has largely been lost in time. The woman in question was always married to another man. This is so important that I'll say it again. The woman the chivalric knight chose to love was always married to another man. This arrangement ensured that the adored functionally remained unobtainable, which is actually an essential feature of romantic love. And why might that be? The knights believed that unconsummated love was purer than the consummated variety. Remember, Romance is the secularization of the dogma of the Cathar cult, and Cathar means pure. They were really interested in purity. By selecting an unobtainable lady, a married woman of higher social status as the object of their devotion, the chivalric knights protected the dignity of their love from ever being sullied by the carnality of sex and the banality of marriage. That's right. The Romantics were opposed to marriage, which was a sacrament of the Catholic Church, the Cathars' erstwhile persecutors. Furthermore, the unobtainability of the adored also ensured that the game of love could be played indefinitely. Whether we like to admit it or not, much of the pleasure and excitement of the game of love comes in the pursuit of the beloved. Actually catching the pursued ends the game, or at least changes the game significantly. So if you enjoy playing the game of love, it makes sense to choose an object of desire well beyond your reach. That way, the pursuit never has to end and you can keep feeling all the feels. Romantic love thrives in conditions where the adored is unobtainable. 
And I think you'll find this to be true in your own experience. The moments when you experience the most intense feelings of romantic love probably involved A, a large gap in social status or attraction, or B, an unrequited one-sided affection. Both of these facilitate the unobtainability of the adored. Romantic love is not about sex, and it's not about marriage. It's about feeling a certain kind of emotion, a pure and heartfelt longing for the other. It's a sweet and melancholy pang whose pains are offset by the supposed nobility and righteousness afforded to the ever-hopeful devotee. What do you think about all this? Drop a comment below and let me know. And if you'd like to schedule a consultation, you can reach me at psychhackspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.